Welcome back to the Birth Prep in a Box podcast. I'm Sarah Drawwater, aka The Nostalgic Doula. I'm a birth doula on a mission to spread evidence-based information and, importantly, tools to help guide you to do your own research in a safe, non-biased, evidence-based way. Just check out and search the resources on my website for any topic that you want to know more about. In this podcast, we'll be covering all of the topics included in the Birth Prep in a Box course, printed cards and free app and not forgetting the membership-based hypnobirthing course too. Just Google Birth Prep in a Box to find out more on how to access those with me, Sarah, the Nostalgic Doula. Hey, welcome back. So in this episode, we are talking about the first phase of labour, which is also known as active labour. So as with all of these um, segmented ways of thinking about the the labour process, the physiological birth process, there is some nuance required here, um, which I will definitely talk about in places, um, but in others it's just important to remember that this is just a guide of what active labour could look and feel like. So thinking that we're moving on from the latent phase of labour, so early labour, this is the point at which your midwife might, might say to you, ah, you're in labour, as we talked about in the last podcast. Skim over that if anybody does ever say to you that you weren't in labour until this point, because um, you will likely feel that you very much were. So your contractions or waves or surges or this point will be much more consistent. There'll be um, much more, each one will be much more similar to the last one with a much more similar gap in between them. They sort of settled, settling down into a rhythm after leaving that unpredictability of the first phase behind. Um, You are quite likely, very likely to sort of go within go inside yourself, go into this trance-like state. Um, That's because your neocortex, the thinking part of your brain, reduces in activity. It's designed to pretty much completely shut down. So you're not only do you, um, not only do you go within yourself and stop thinking so much, um, stop needing to think so much, you actually can't think so much. It's, it's much harder to listen and respond to any questions that are asked of you. Your limbic system of the brain um, now increases in activity and that is where your instincts are based. It's where you can listen, it must, should find it much more easy to listen to your gut response to what your limbic system, your instincts, your built-in system that all mammals have is telling you. So you'll therefore be less responsive to the world around you. You're quite likely to, um, from the outside perspective, you're quite likely to be able to notice that your partner is, your partner is having the baby, talking to the birth partner here, that your partner is getting into some quite rhythmic movements. They're likely to be vocalising a little or a lot 
during contractions, often with the same noise, welcoming it in every time. Um, at this point, it is very difficult to slow or stop labour. So it's a great time to do that travel into hospital if you're planning to birth into hospital. Before this point, you're much more likely to be able to knock your um, hormonal chain off that rolling boil, thinking back to the um, boiling pot analogy that we talked about last time. If you haven't gone and read Maddie's blog yet, I definitely recommend it. Um, so at this point, you've the the, the bubbles in the pot are rapidly rising. They're not just forming on the bottom anymore. They're rapidly rising upwards and coming to this rolling boil. You can turn the gas off for a moment, turn it back on and the boil will continue. Got to that point here. There is um, a way of monitoring the progress of labor visibly at this point in most women, not all, but most. And this is the purple line, known as the purple line. Um, it's not necessarily purple specifically in darker skinned people, um, but it's known as the purple line and it's this dark line that rises from the anus up to the, the crest of the buttocks. And during this stage, you can, in many, many, many women, you can watch it rising up the, the, the crack of your bum, basically. And um, the, usually it correlates that the further it gets up towards the top of your bum crack, the closer you are to being at the, the fully dilated point, the point where your body will then start to push baby out and the second phase of labor. So during this first active phase, slowly rises up and that can be a really great way for um, the people around you to completely uninvasively monitor the, the progress of labor. So this phase is technically speaking from the um, books that you may read looking at uh, from the perspective of the cervix about four or five centimeters dilated up to 10, I'm using a finger inverted comments here, <laughs> 10 centimetres dilated, because what that actually means is fully dilated, so that your cervix, which is part of your womb, it's not the separate thing that we quite often think about, your cervix has been pulled up and around baby's head, so that it is that opening to the womb is now at the same diameter as your baby's head, importantly your baby's head, because they're all different. Your body has designed it this way. So um, vaginal examinations are always an option at any point during this um, active labour phase. They will be offered regularly to you by your midwife unless you have specified in your birth plan do not offer me vaginal examinations I will ask if I want one or I never want one or I want to have them every 15 minutes anywhere along that spectrum is up to you to decide um, the at this at some point during this stage towards the latter end of it likely the rhombus of Michaelis will move out of your baby's way. So this is if you've ever seen those photographs going past on social media of the diamond shape that appears on the base of your back 
above your buttocks. You can find some beautiful images of this. Um, I've shared them before in my social media as well from photographs that I've taken of my clients. Um, it's this, the, this diamond shape is your, essentially it's your, your part of your tailbone. Um, it's the back part of your pelvis, the central part at the back, and it acts kind of like a trapdoor and it needs to move backwards to let baby out of out sorry to move out of the way to let baby through this is a key thing of why it's so often said that lying on your back is definitely not an optimal position for physiological birth because if you're lying on your back it stops the rhombus of Michaela's being able to move backwards and outwards to let baby through, um, therefore effectively narrowing or keeping your pelvis narrower and um, slightly blocking baby's exit. So that's a really great sign that you're, as a birth partner, you can look for from the outside um, and as the birthing person to know that's another reason why um, open positions are optimal for birth. So when you are entering this active phase of labour, if you notice that things are really hotting up or finding um, a lot more of a rhythm with your contractions or that your the general guidance is that you're having three contractions within a 10 minute period with uh, and they're lasting a minute or more each, not everybody actually reaches that stage where they've got three and 10 that are a minute or each so it is just a guide but if you're reaching this kind of active labor phase and you're noticing these some of these differences happening this is the key time to speak to a midwife um, so either if you're looking to call a midwife to come to your home it's a good time to speak to somebody and if you're looking to head into the hospital soon then it's a good time to speak to them as well and let them know that you're coming either now or soon whenever it is however comfortable you are however long you are comfortable staying at home for and this is about that time to speak to a midwife birth partner this is your role continues from the early stages of labor to protect that birth space. So protecting that hormonal chain, whatever that means, whether that means uh, making sure the right music on, whether it means keeping things dark, or whether it means keeping the wolves away, whoever they might be. It might be family who might want to intrude um, either by sending text messages to your partner or by actually coming to your door, or it might be um, by being the person who calls the hospital so that your um, your partner who is in labour doesn't need to do too much talking. They will still be asked to speak to the midwife in some way, but protect that birth space. Keep that hormonal chain intact as much as you possibly can. So as we said, there is always some nuance required here. There is no instant click over moment from the latent phase to the first phase of labor um, it is some people might notice an, uh, an instant moment sort of the next contraction is, is suddenly much stronger and they're more regular from there on but there isn't this moment in time where things switch as the textbooks would have us believe through this 
stage, for this active labour stage, there are loads of options for you for managing any pain and discomfort that you might be feeling. My absolute key point for everybody to remember, no matter what your um, birth preferences, your birth plan looks like, is to remember to breathe. Yes, you've got to be breathing to stay alive, but actually noticing your breath. And as a birth partner, if your uh, partner is struggling to keep things in, in control, under their own control, just reminding them to breathe, reminding them to take deep breaths in is really key. We talk loads more about this on the hypnobirthing course um, membership. But it's, it's, it's a big thing here, it's just remembering to breathe. This active phase of labour is often quicker in second or third or whatever subsequent labours than it is in first time labours. It's just a good point to know. A big thing to consider here is monitoring of baby. So once you have a midwife present, there will be options available to you for monitoring the baby. Now your midwife is always working from the NICE guidelines. So NICE stands for National Institute for Healthcare Excellence. Random H in there, but it does stand for, that is what NICE stands for. And the NICE guidelines are the evidence-based recommendations for healthcare in England. So this is what your midwife will be working from and sometimes it's useful for you to know a bit about these guidelines too. So the guide here for active labour says that um, monitoring of the baby's heartbeat must be offered at least every 15 minutes and this is using a Doppler or a Pinyard stethoscope. It's usually a Doppler that's offered to you. It does say every, at least every 15 minutes in the guidelines. Your midwife will usually come to you every 15 minutes and say, is it okay if I listen in to baby? The NICE guidelines also talk about CTG, which stands for cardiotachograph. And this is the continuous monitoring. It is the two elasticated straps that go round your bump. One of them listen to contractions. Um, and one of them listens to baby's heartbeat. The NICE guidelines state that it should be offered if there is significant meconium seen in the baby's waters, if mum has a high temperature, if there is unusual pain reported by the pregnant person, if there is fresh blood visible from vaginal bleeding, um, if synthetic oxytocin has been used, um, has been given to the woman and many other reasons as well. However, CTG, those, those are reasons why it may be offered to you during labour. However, CTG may also be offered or advised in advance because a woman falls into the high risk category. So you may fall into the high risk category because of maternal age. So if you are over the age of 35, um, maybe because you have been diagnosed with, um, or perhaps even um, 
suspected gestational diabetes and this is you'll even be classed still classed in this category if the gestational diabetes is completely under management by diet you still automatically fall into the high risk category uh, another example you uh, might be having might have a multiple gestation so twins or triplets um, possibly if you are obese so and you fall into the obese category simply because of high BMI so that's something that's worth reading about um, as for example a um, comparing two women somebody who has high BMI may weigh less than a person who is taller and technically thinner than you so it's it's worth looking into that and deciding whether you believe you should be classed as a high-risk pregnancy because of your BMI or any other, any of these other reasons that you fall into this category. So you might be talked about in advance that they would like you to have CTG monitoring. Now this is always, as with everything here, this is always your decision. It is your responsibility to weigh up the risks and the benefits and the evidence behind all of this information that is being offered to you. So it's really important to do your own research and also massively trust your instincts. Listen to what your gut is telling you. You're the only one who knows what is going on within. So weigh up all of the factors the information that the NHS is able to give you, the evidence-based information that you can find elsewhere, for example, in the resources section of my website, and also what your instinct is telling you too. CTG um, monitoring being offered to you is not always evidence-based. Maybe a little controversial saying this, but there was a huge study in recently in 2021 that found that CTG monitoring actually increases cesareans, which may not necessarily always be a bad thing, until you know that it also does not reduce the risk to babies. So CTG monitoring is not reducing risk to babies' health and it is increasing cesareans, which does increase certain risks certain chances, um, changes your postnatal recovery, for example, um, it changes the, the baby's microbiome, lots of other, other factors there to consider. So think about it definitely in advance and when writing your birth plan, how you and in what circumstances you would accept which types of monitoring, Doppler monitoring or continuous monitoring. Um, as intermittent listening with a monitor with a Doppler is always an available alternative no matter where you choose to give birth. So now thinking about towards the end of this active labour, first phase of labour and into the transition period. So we touched on this briefly in the hormones podcast a couple of weeks ago. So in the transition stage, you may have heard of it, but not necessarily know what it is. Um, this is where your body gives you an adrenaline, a noradrenaline spike. It is um, always there. You may not always notice it though. Again, there's that nuance again. Um, but for a lot of people, you will feel that fight, flight or freeze response. Quite often the fight or flight response here, where you might have feelings of wanting to escape the situation. Um, 
of needing your other people around you to lay on that oxytocin blanket again which is where here birth partner this is quite possibly your star moment a really big moment for you to support your partner and give them reassurance that they not only can they do it but they already are doing this for example if they say i can't do this anymore you are doing this you're doing amazing doing an amazing job I'm so proud of you um, I love you so much I'm here with you your midwives are here for you we're we're all here to support you you will get through this you are doing this you're going to have your baby in your arms soon all of these things all of these words of reassurance this is your moment to really lay it on thick basically and reassure um, your partner who is having this baby that they can and are doing this at this kind of time towards the end of this phase and uh, we might no notice um, a release of mucus so that pinky coloured snotty stuff that might come down your leg or onto the floor and that's because your cervix is really opening up now and that's where that mucus plug sat before labour in in your cervix so it's now doesn't need it anymore so it's letting it go it might be a time where you really start to need a poo as well because your baby's head is really travelling down within your body and pushing on your bowel and it may well sweet well actually with most people your baby's head will likely squeeze some poo out of you it's not you having a poo um, it is your baby's head pushing it out the way midwives get excited doulas get excited birth partners get excited when you see this because it means that it, it's happening it means that your baby's head that your baby's head is coming um, really down low getting ready to be born it is an amazing exciting time celebrate the poo because nobody else around you cares um, get ready for this moment and be really happy because what follows a poo is a baby very exciting moment so um, there we go there is a roundup of the first phase of labour. Um, if you've got anything to add, I would love to hear it. If you're listening on Spotify, I would love to hear any questions or information that you've got. Uh, do let me know if you can't find any supporting information that you want or need on the resources on the website. Just let me know. Send me a, a message, um, an email from the website or send me a message straight here on on the Spotify podcast and I will make sure that there I can find for you some evidence-based information to back up what it is that you're looking for. Um, if you're able to leave me a review now that we've got to this point in the podcast I would really love that not only because it would massage my ego a little bit but mostly because it's really important for all the algorithms and that to get the message out there and share this information for free with more people so thank you very much for listening I'll see you next week Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to book a one-to-one -to, -one to talk about anything discussed here, or if you would like any guidance on anything else, pregnancy, birth, and new baby related, just visit my website, www.thenostalgicdoula.co.uk to get something booked in the diary. And don't forget to check out the Birth Prep in a Box membership-based hypnobirthing course for just £9.99 a month too. Simply search Birth Prep in a Box. 
in the App Store or Google Play Store today. See you next time.